hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. A little bit late this week, and I blame entirely myself. Uh, this is Trevor Long from EFTM.com.au. Joining me each and every week, the great man, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. G'day, Trevor. How are we going? A <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit late in the week. Our, our listeners have uh, knocking on the door. Knocking on the door. And first first apology is for me because um, I, I flew in late from, from the Mobile World Congress, which meant we couldn't do Wednesday. And then we did a wonderful, wonderful dress rehearsal <laughs> last night. But my internet connection was terrible, so the connection didn't work. And look... I'm here to offer quality to our listeners. But the, but the other great thing about getting here to Friday night is I can now say with great certainty that on Friday, the 27th of March, I don't know what we need to do. Come hell or high water, you and I are going to Pertec Stadium because the Eels <laughs> take on the Rabbitohs. Uh, and as of round one, mate, I think the Rabbitohs will be above the uh, the, the the Eels will be above the Rabbitohs on the table because no, no, the, for and against well, 30, mate. both both thirty points. Don't oh, 30 is it? Points. Oh. Yeah. Souths won thirty six six, and you guys won. 42-12, so it will be 12, absolutely so even. But we scored more four, so maybe that'll count anyway. Yeah, that might help. You. <laughs> yeah, that might help. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't not... win the comp in March, mate. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and okay. pol- and politicians don't care about polls either. <laughs> you listen to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Nitgear. We'll talk, tell you more about them shortly. Let's get cracking. Two Blokes Talking Tech. And the, the news of the week was certainly dominated by uh, by Mobile World Congress. Now, Mobile World Congress for the uninitiated, and that was me only a week ago, a huge uh, convention, you know, many, many convention center floors in Barcelona full of mobile phone companies. But my read of it is it's a very enterprise, business-to-business show. So Telstra, Optus, those kind of people looking for network deals and all those kind of things. But um, But for us consumers... The uh, the big news is really in the actual mobile phone handset. So, the uh, the big announcement, Steve. I think we have to concentrate on our Samsung and HTC. So, Samsung Absolutely. and HTC kicked it off kind of like CS a day early with press conferences, and uh, Samsung announced the Samsung Galaxy S six. Unsurprisingly, the name, but surprisingly and thankfully, a high quality product, um, really well made, metal around the edges, glass front and back, a, a premium feel product, something that Samsung has honestly lacked in their in their yeah. flagship phone. And then secondly, the Samsung Galaxy S6 Edge. And this carries on from what was the Note, um, Note 4 or the Note Edge with this screen that kind of wraps around the side. Now, let's talk about that one first. It's interesting, if I can say the least, because I don't yet understand why, if I'm honest. I don't quite know why you'd want that. It certainly looks good. Um, it does feel good in the hand because it kind of sharpens off to the side, so it feels solider, more solid in your hand. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I'm, I'm, I'm still yet to be sold, and I think I'll need to use it for a while to understand yeah. why you want that. 
I think that uh, Samsung had a lot riding on it this year. I think that the the pressure is on Samsung this time out. Uh, after the S five, you know, they had they had a good run until the iPhone six and and six plus came out, and the uh, the resulting few months that last quarter. Uh, they were down. I think last quarter, I think Apple posted they've actually eclipsed Samsung in terms of sales for that quarter. Yep. Um, so the pressure is right on them now, and they needed to come up with something strong, and I think they've done that. This is a very, very strong play for them. The Galaxy S6 and S6 Edge, very high quality. I'm glad they've gone down that way. We've we've mentioned in the past how the products have, have sort of had too much of a plastic feel for to be too uh, as to be premium. That's right. Now. I think they've addressed that. I think the Edge, though, the S6 Edge, is a little bit of uh, look what we can do kind of product. Yeah. So the curved screen is, is 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 I think they're just you know showing off a little bit with their technology. So I, I respect that. I think that, that Samsung are pushing the envelope a little bit there, and good on them. But um, I, I think this is the the if, if there's a device that's going to take on. Not only the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, but also the HTC One M9, which we'll talk about in a moment. Mm. This is it. I think a very, very strong hand from Samsung. I think Samsung, I agree, it's a great phone and it will do very well for them, especially in attention. And that's, let's not kid ourselves, that's how Apple does so well. That's how Samsung has done so well. But I actually think that they could easily have not announced to the Samsung Galaxy S6 Edge and still yeah. had an unbelievably good response at the show and in Absolutely. future reviews because the Galaxy S6 is a great phone. It, it, it is very, very smooth to feel. Uh, it has rounded edges with this kind of bezel on the side, a kind of chipped out edge. It looks quite nice. But the glass front and back, the glass back worries me, if I'm honest. And I, I know I'm banging on about it a bit everywhere I talk about it, but I just think Apple went there with the 4 and 4S. Now, it, it wasn't the most prolific broken thing, but it certainly did break. And I, I just would have preferred they went for a nice metal back. And, uh, and that's mm. probably disappointing. But what it has allowed them to do is do a range of colors. So there's a lot more appeal there. So it is an interesting one for me in terms yeah. of their approach. What, what I find interesting too is that you, you mentioned that they're kind of taking a few leaves out of the Apple book here. Uh, one thing that they've left out of the S6 is a micro SD card slot. Which I thought was, uh, I was very surprised. Another thing too is the sealed battery. That yep. was one thing with the the Galaxy S. I think the five you can still rip off the back. That's and right. Get to the you could, and and probably mystique. even even more importantly, they spent a year, eight months at least, marketing a waterproof phone, and the Galaxy X six S six is no, no longer waterproof. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's one thing about like it's the inconsistency there. You know, good on them. That's their own decision. But one thing you see with like, let's take Apple for an example. Hmm. There's a there's a definite path of progression that they don't they don't sidestep here and there and change chop and change. They seem to have a bit more of a roadmap. They cop a lot of grief for it because it's like you know yeah. it took them five years to introduce NFC. But yeah, but they slowly did it and they did it in a point where they think it's right. And I think you'll find the next couple of years they'll open the NFC up. So yeah. they just do it strategically based on what their desire is for the use case, and, and not that for just the feature the war- set. Just on the waterproof, they, they made such a big deal about it. They had all these ads. You know, remember the ad made for it was, Australia? It was the main advertising. And they, were, they were kind of taking the piss out of the iPhone. The, the guy said, dropped his yeah. phone in the sink, remember, during the ads and stuff. And now, nothing. No no waterproof anymore. Like, what are they going to do now? Yeah. That, that's made them look a little bit silly, I think. Oh, that, you know, who, who feature should... feature they've backed so heavily, the, that's not there anymore. The people that should jump on that 
is Sony. Sony should now um, up the ante on their Xperia yeah. advertising, which well, sadly they probably won't because of all alone. the rumours that they're going to disappear from the market entirely. Well, I think, well, we're going to talk about some mid-range phones that Sony are involved with in a moment. But um, I think just just going back to the Edge, uh, uh, you've seen these, uh, you, the S6, the S6 Edge. If you had an S5, would you say to yourself, I've got to upgrade? Or is it just, huh, I don't need to? What, what, what do you reckon is going to happen there? I think people that, it's, it's tough, there's so many different markets. But I think the people that always want the better phone, will actually be kicking themselves if they kind of went from three to five, um, yeah. thinking, oh, I'm spewing now because I want the six and I'm going to have to wait for the seven kind of thing on contract basis. I think people yeah. that want a premium phone <clears throat> will be drawn to the six and there's people that, that have upgraded that will upgrade again. I don't think there's iPhone people that will go, oh, my God, it's so much better and, and switch across. <laughs> but I think it will stem the tide because I believe, and, you know, what are the, where's the data genuinely? But I believe they did lose market share. I believe that there were people who came off contract and went, yeah, I might get the iPhone 6 because it's a beautiful phone. Um, well, and so they'll I've lose share. I've got to ask you, like, you've, you've, you've held these in your hand, and I've seen yep. pictures and everything, right? So did it, did it appear to you when you first looked at the sort of the more curved design that it's a little bit iPhone 6-ish? A little bit. Does Jack Newton swim in circles? I, I, looked I mean, at it was it. just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm thinking, that's an iPhone 6. Hang on. Is that the, a 6? The no, worst no, was, part is the, the bottom. The bottom of the phone is rounded off exactly yeah. the same way an iPhone 6 is. But it's also, yeah. you know, just genuinely got the same layout of headphone, charger, and then, you know, it's probably even got the same number oh, hang of on holes. A so th- is the headphone jack on the bottom now yes. of the S6? Yes. Because that's another thing. <laughs> that's another thing that Samsung did. Remember they took those, they had those ads kind of um, bagging the people waiting in line for the phones? Yeah. Remember that? Do you remember that? Where they were obviously taking the piss out of people lining up to buy that's the right. iPhone. And one thing I can remember distinctly, one of the ads was oh, they moved the headphone jack to the bottom. And, you know, they're them mocking the Apple fanboy wonder at that little feature change. And now they've done that themselves. Correct. And this they've is moved what it frustrates to the bottom. me. It frustrates <laughs> me that 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 Apple cops so much grief for different things, and yet now everyone's following suit, not entirely for copying reasons. I'm not suggesting they've literally copied it. I'm just saying it's it's ended up that way. And, and that's come what's to realise that's the way. That's right. Yeah. So, look, it's interesting. I think, as, as you say, these are not the sort of things that you can really make a judgment on, even at a, you know, I had, I had the Galaxy S6 and, and 6 Edge for, for nearly a whole day while I was waiting to, to do the Today Show. But I didn't get a chance to really muck around with them and do any major testing. But, you know, they, they were great. it was a great first impression. But you've got to have, have these things for a couple of weeks to really understand. A couple of things. Um, they've, uh, they've gotten rid of the, the silly fingerprint scanner. They've still yeah. got the thumb, the print, the, the fingerprint recognition, but you don't have to scan it down the middle of the down the middle of the button anymore, do you? It's like the no. iPhone. No, that's it. right. Yep. Uh, cameras are, I think, the same as a 16 megapixel software. They've got Lollipop, but they've got a nice user new user interface, and that's pretty impressive too, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just going to send you while we're talking. I'm going to send you a photo I took of the six and the six edge next to each other from the bottom, so you can see the iPhone look like. And I'll make that the profile of of the of the of the podcast. It's yeah. it is. It is almost uncanny. In fact, there's a photo I've got of of the the six, the Galaxy S six, kind of side on from an angle. Which, if it didn't have the rectangular looking home button as opposed to the circle of the iPhone, yeah. I don't reckon you'd know. <laughs> I honestly wow. don't reckon you'd know. And I think right. 
That's a funny thing about it. So the, about, other, the other big one. What about the edge? Edge? The edge is gimmick, exactly the same. Or would you use it? Now, I mean, in terms yeah, no, of the concept. I think it's a gimmick. I do think gimmick. it's a gimmick. Um, it just, it just, I mean, you're looking at a website, it just curves around. Uh, you know, there's, there's great things about it. Okay, so on the home screen, when you get a notification, a missed call, you can drag the notification in from the edge. But in reality, you could just do that as a software feature of any smartphone. So I don't think it needs the edge for those cool things, and that's what's kind of weird about it. But so isn't it though? Isn't it a, a case sort of? I read an interesting case of uh, you could put the edge face down on a desk and still see the edge of the screen to receive notifications. And but what's interesting about that on- is what happens is you assign. So if I assign the color red to you because it's half the uh, the rabbitos. If if my phone is face down and you ring me, it'll it'll fl- the phone will fa- flash red, and so I'll be able to see that because the edge wraps up in that sense because it's face down. But uh-huh. I'm not sure it's just because it's got an edge. It's probably the whole whole screen is flashing red. It's just that you can only see it because of that. But frankly, I reckon if you if you made the phone flash red face down on any phone, you'd still be able to see what color it was. Yeah, so sure. it's kind of. I've a- received your pictures, by the way. You said you you texted. I'm just looking at the bottom of the S <laughs> six. And, and that's remarkable. It's it's it's, even, remarkable. it's even got the speaker grill on the right hand side, right. just like the iPhone does. Yeah. Although it's a single layer, they have got a dual layer. It's also got the charging port, which is obviously micro <laughs> right USB. The, right the headphone. It's also got the noise cancellation. I think that's a that little, little microphone. Yes, yeah, it's all there. Wow. Hello, lawyer. Uh, yeah. Hello, legal action. So the Lawyer's other one, get rich the, again. the one that won't have legal action is HTC because they, they could only be suing themselves. And HTC <laughs> announced the HTC One M9. And to much fanfare, it's pretty much the same phone. They've gotten rid of the Duo camera because it was a great idea, but it was a gimmick. They've enhanced the quality of both cameras. They've done work on the software, which we didn't mention about Samsung, but they've done a lot of work on the software as well to yeah. clean it up and make it easy. I now, like, too, that HCC have finally given the camera. They've admitted a megapixel count. I think that they're this yeah. ultra-pixel camera. Well, their uh, rear camera has a megapixel count. The front camera, the they talk front about one's ultra the ultra-pixel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, it's um, 20 megapixel, which is up there now with the true. Sony Series Z3. So that's very impressive. The HTC cameras are pretty good. They and are. The, the, although this doesn't have much of a difference uh, design-wise, there is a slight difference. The the, the dual color, the unibody is still there. The speakers are still there, which are great. Yeah, right. that's I mean, one the key of features of the HTC One have been the unibody construction, the, fe- the, the speakers on the front, and, and, and a good camera. Now, those three things alone, I think, are selling points. They have struggled year on year with publicity and marketing, and they will yeah. struggle again with that because Samsung will get the publicity because of their phones. But I don't mind the HTC Sense, their UI. I it's don't nice. mind. Yeah, it's true. pretty good. Uh, and but I'm impressed they've got three gig of RAM in there, mm. uh, and they've kept the micro SD card slot. Yes, like Samsung have gone the iPhone path and gone internal memory only. So I think it's what is it, thirty two sixty four one twenty eight, whereas uh, HCC have said, no, no, we're going to give you 32 gig and you Knock expand it out. with the Microsoft, micro SD card, which I think come come the day when, you, and this is going to happen, you're going to get a customer thinking, well, do I go the S6 or do I go the One M9? It's a selling The point. micro SD card, store, that, that might, the micro SD card slot may tilt it, tip it in HCC's favour. And look, here's my thing, and I don't like bagging other journalists, but I do have fun doing it. But the, I read. Oh, this is not me. Yeah, no, oh, mate, you've got nothing to bag you for. You're an outstanding journalist. But the I was in, at, I was at the launch of the HTC One, and I immediately saw tweets from The Verge. Now, The Verge is a very big website, huge globally yeah. and, and in America. The headline for their initial hands-on of the HTC One M9 was, 
HTC's One M9 is the world's most beautiful disappointment. And I just go, guys, drop off. Seriously, it is beautiful because it was beautiful last year. They've enhanced it. It does look better. And I'm just like, what did you want? What on earth can you name that you would like them to innovate in? Now, they they basically, like Samsung, they listen to their customers. Well, can I just say that where was the verge with those sort of comments when we went from the iPhone 5 to the 5S? That's right. You know, where were, I bet you they didn't say that about Apple. Absolutely. So here, here's HTC. I think they've, they've I think um, that's, that's a bit unfair, that criticism. And, and they say. They, but you know what? When you're, when you're on a good thing, though, I respect, the fact, I respect the fact that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, they're not oath. trying to reinvent themselves every year. They nailed the design last year. The, the iPhone 6 game. is is. Utterly gorgeous. I cannot imagine in my mind what Johnny Ive would do to make that better. Yeah, so what could they do? Yeah. If they announce an iPhone 6S at the end of the year and people like The Verge don't say it's disappointing because it's the same, well, it's hypocritical. They're literally saying here the first all-aluminium HTC One is now two years old. But that doesn't matter. It's, it, mate, cars don't change for six years. Although, so yeah, I think that we're getting to a point, though. Do, would you agree with this? We're getting to a point, though, where what can they do? Like we're thinking, like the, in terms of features on the on on even the S six, the HTC One M nine, you know, apart from enhancing the processor, the camera, and a fresh looking UI, what else is there to do? Like, I will what tell can you. They do? I will tell you the number one thing that all three of these companies, HTC, Samsung, and Apple, need to do next. It's the battery. Now, while we all know that there's ways you can manage your battery and we do great articles about managing your battery, all those things, the fact is, and my, my, my gripe with Samsung going to a quad HD screen is every extra pixel means more battery usage. Now, they say it's going to be better, the same or better. Imagine how much better it would have been if you just stayed with the same resolution. So yeah. I, I think, think well, you know, in that that's case, where they get better. I think it's, it's the spec, see? You look at the spec sheet, and that, that's where they want to see a, a, a visible difference mm. to say, well, we've got something you haven't. Here's a lot more higher numbers than you have, yeah. which is why you see, like, like Samsung's camera is still 16 megapixel, HTC 20. Yep. Apple's camera, which is arguably probably the best ca- smartphone Without question. Camera, would you, would you Absolutely, with without it's question. It's 8 megapixel. Because you don't need 16 or 20. You just need a fast shutter, good lens, and great software. Well, I think, look, look I, think, I respect Apple for that, not playing the numbers game. Yep. They're not playing that game. But the, the screen, you know, good on them. They want to make a quad HD screen. It does have its advantages here. It does waste more battery. And, look, I, I'd prefer the extra pixels, personally, if, if I had a choice. But on a screen that's 5.1 inches, are you going to see much difference? The human know. eye is not going to notice the difference between 300 yeah. Is there content that can make yeah. it look great? It's look, it's just a pissing contest, and, and they're winning at the moment. They are. And the, and the marketing dollars is what's winning it for Samsung. So huge news from, from MWC from those two companies. Um, plenty of little uh, upfront up photos from both Stephen and I at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. And, of course, as the announcements come near as to availability, which should be in around April, uh, we'll have full reviews uh, on both our sites and here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it's not just uh, the top-of-the-line hero products that were of the focus at Mobile World Congress. Of course, they were what grabbed everyone's attention. But 
There were a few other devices, let's call them mid-range phones, mm-hmm. that were also unveiled. Uh, some impressive products there. I think um, Sony, the M4 Aqua, which is kind of the the little brother to the Xperia Z3. Yep. Uh, it, it has got a, uh, it's inherited a lot of the great features of the Z3, like the, the fact that it's waterproof. Hello, they've still got a waterproof phone. They're sticking by waterproof. Uh, I actually held this, had uh, had my hands on uh, the M4 Aqua, and uh, it is made of plastic, but still feels like decent quality in your hand. I think you can't have premium materials at no. the middle because it won't be a mid-level phone if you did. Uh, it's got the two-day battery life, which is very impressive. The Z3 introduced that as well. Uh, it's got a great camera on it too. So it's good to see that now these features have filtered down to the mid-level. This will probably be 499 maybe a little bit cheaper. Yep. Great news that, that those sort of features that a year ago, less than a year ago, you could only get on a top-of-the-line phone. And, and now- all that you need to do as a buyer is realise that it won't feel like an iPhone. It won't feel like a HTC One. It won't feel, in, in terms of in your hand, the quality will feel different. And, you know, you, you, you held the, the Aqua. Um, it feels cheap. It feels plastic. But it still looks still sensational. Had, it still had nice quality. It still felt like Absolutely. Quality. It didn't feel like it was going to fall apart in my hand. No, you could just tell it. that it was – and actually, it was light. And that's a good thing about, it, about a phone. So yeah. it actually balances out. But I actually think that is one of my – that will be one of my top recommendations for phones, I think, for people. The, the well, Aqua is, it covers everything because it's a great looking phone. It's got the power of Sony in the screen. It's waterproof. There's so many good things about it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think uh, that, you know, we, we talk about the hero phones, the top line phones. Not everyone, not everyone's in that market. Not no. everyone can afford $950 for a phone. Not or needs it. Yeah, that's right. So I think the the, the low-end, sort of entry-level, mid-level is the bulk of the market. Yeah. It's where most people spend their dollars. Uh, and I think the, the fact that these lineup of phones uh, are, are as impressive as they are, it's exciting for the market. But uh, moving on to one other device, the Alcatel OneTouch, the Idol 3, which which is, is impressive just at first glance. And it's funny how they've gone the same screen sizes as the, as the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, 4.7 and 5.5. Um, but again, here's another company that is doing great work making good quality devices at really affordable prices. Mm. No, no, look, I think that's a, that's a very nice looking phone. And this is what's actually appealing to me at this mid-range now. And I've seen it, we've seen it for the last 12 months, but I think these companies have struggled to cut through, you know, Motorola, Alcatel, whatever they are. When you hold them in your hand, you realize mm, these are actually just great. I mean, even Kogan, yeah. for Christ's sake, had really good low-level phones. And well, then you so add... Years ago, that was a top-of-the-line phone. Now it's a mid-level phone. That's right. Mm. Not even that. But the, I like the Idle 3, how you can pick it up any which way. You know how you sometimes yep, rotates you around, it's upside yeah. down. So it can rotate uh, if you want to make a call or browse the web. There's no need to put it the right way up. Uh, and what about them? You, you saw the Microsoft, the, the 640, 640 640 XL, and of... 640 XL, beautiful phones. And again, it's it's... This is the funny thing. HTC have stuck with the design. So is Lumia. So is Microsoft. Their yeah. design is we get a bit of plastic and we mold it, unibody plastic if you like, and we stick the body and, and guts and a screen of a phone right in there and you end up with this actual beautiful color around the front edge of the screen and then, then the whole back is that color. Yeah. Mate, I had a look at it in white, black, and, and in what they call Microsoft blue. And I've got to be honest, the Microsoft blue is stunning because it's not gloss. It's a kind of matte finish. It's a dullish blue. It's quite nice because it doesn't look leery like some of the Lumias. And, you know, uh, and the they XL. Make it, they make a decent phone, Mo- Microsoft slash Nokia. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the hardware, even 
Nokia have long been known as a great hardware manufacturer. It's the uh, the onboard software, of course, that's uh, not that popular at the moment. But that might change. I think Windows 10 is is uh, promoting the fact that it's not. It's a. It's going to be a a software that runs the same on any device. Mm. I think that may have some cut through in the market. You considering the number of people who use Windows computers, like we we're talking people numbers in the billions. Yes, here, that's right. That could have a, an afterglow effect where people might gravitate towards uh, the that platform. And uh, interesting how they've got mid-level phone, but I'm sure they've got something up their sleeve for when Windows 10 is for a. They a, made a, that a, very a, clear. As soon as Windows 10 is ready. They will yep. release a flagship phone. So interesting times, and you'll be able to find out about all those phones as they pop out through the year because uh, we'll have them for you, and we'll talk about them so that you're informed and you don't have to feel like you have to spend the big bucks. There are great phones coming at all price points. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. A couple of quick stories before we get into your minute reviews. The first one, um, Virgin Mobile announced this week, mate, uh, data rollover. Now, I, I think this is bloody fantastic because... Rollover is not a new term we need to educate people on so they understand what it is because for years in prepaid there's been rollover of, of calls and in some postpaid as well. And what mm-hmm. Virgin's now offering in, in a whole bunch of their of, of their plans and prepaid, postpaid, everything is rollover of your data. So and now it doesn't roll over month to month to month and just accumulate into some big thing. It's, it rolls over once and then it disappears and then it rolls over again. So you, 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 don't, you don't build a bank. You just simply build a buffer for the next month. Now, good, good idea. This great is a, idea. A, a popular feature. I think that a lot of people, I think they, uh, you know, you, you, they're paying for this data. Like they've, if they've paid for four gig of data per month, they're paying up front for that. And if they don't get to use all of it, it's gone. Well, now... I think this gives people a little bit better value for money. They know that they've got that up their sleeve if they need it. It may also may also encourage people to go on a lower a lower plan. They might Hopefully. think, well, rather than going over over the top with six gig plan or whatever it is, this might say, well, you know what, I might go three gig and see what happens and. And this, if there's a rollover, yes. If they need more, they can move up. That's the thing. And most of the companies now have a, a simple bump up where you're not paying per per megabyte. And, and the idea, and, and Virgin had some stats you might have on hand where basically one, once every six months people are, are bumping over, well, they're, they're not needing it. Yeah, the stats are interesting. They've been pretty transparent about this Virgin Mobile. They've said that uh, only in, in a, any six-month period, they say that uh, less than one in five people actually bust their data cap. But... If uh, if the, those people that do, and it says that forty percent of users will break that data limit at least once, so it's good to know that you've got that up your sleeve. Because in the past, you go over your data cap, you're paying excess data charges. So yeah. now, if any uh, if there's a, some rollover there, then that's going to potentially save customers money. And of course, we all love to have something that we we don't like to have something we've paid for taken away from us. So it's great that it's going to roll over. And as you said, look. If it means people can go on a lower plan, so you actually sign up to a plan that's lower amount of everyday inclusions, because when you sign up to a, a cap on a, let's say, as you said, six gig, every month that you don't use six gig, you're wasting money. So you're better off being on a lower plan and working your way up. That's my advice. Stick to it and check it out. Uh, the deals from Virgin are available now. Virginmobile.com.au. And Stephen's got the story at techguide.com.au.
And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. A huge range of wireless uh, home and small business networking products, as well as their Arlo cameras coming very soon. Now, the Netgear Nighthawk is the power of your home network. If you've got multiple computers, multiple devices, if you've got kids running streaming and gaming and you want to you know, Skype people and all that stuff's happening on your home network, things like the Nighthawk allow you to separate that data out. Give priority to the traffic that actually deserves the priority. Put the kids on a, on a lower network. Uh, your your Wi-Fi network is only as fast as the slowest device on it. And uh, I, I proved that last night. I was getting uh, download speeds of, of two uh, two megabits on my uh, on my mobile phone, but it, because it was connected to the same network as all of my powerpoints and different things, so as soon as I knocked it onto the higher end network, I was getting great speeds. So all you got to do is uh, set your network up correctly and look for Netgear products when you're trying to do that. Netgear Nighthawk, read about them at netgear.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I just want to talk about one more thing before we do your minute reviews because we, we like people to stick to their uh, their morning jog at 30 minutes. And, you know, <laughs> my morning jog is 30 minutes, so you know, I don't want to overdo it. Um, the, I went to a little uh, breakfast That I'd love bri- to see. <laughs> Shut up. A breakfast <laughs> briefing in Barcelona with Optus. And I actually kind of didn't think it was going to be anything consequential. I thought it was just their way of, you know, getting the Aussies that were there in a room kind of thing. But to my surprise, it was actually quite interesting. Now, they talked about a thing called cash by Optus. Now, I'd never heard of cash by Optus. Um, it, was covered, it was covered in detail on techguide.com.au last year. Trevor. I was busy that day. Um, <laughs> and I don't think we, we might have talked about it here. I should, I should check because it'd be I think we did. We, I think may, we did. we may have. But anyway, cash by Optus, the simple premise there was if you had an NFC enabled Android phone, you can install this app. You could um, apply for a, a, a debit card, a prepaid debit card, essentially, like a Visa debit card. And you could actually put money on it and you could use your mobile phone to, for cash transactions at tap and go terminals. Well, the problem is not every phone is NFC, not every phone is Android, a lot of issues there. They want more people using it. They want it, They want more people embracing the power of mobile payments. So they, they showed us a watch, among other things. They, showed, they had a little wristbands and different stuff, but the watch was interesting, and they actually gave me one to review. And to what they gave me was an iPhone 5C and this, this watch, smart watch in a sense, but it's not an Android Wear or anything like that. It's just a really basic watch that has these functions. Now, on the, on the phone, I can see a balance appear on the screen uh, in the app. On the watch, when I update, when they're together, when the two devices are together, the watch will tell me the latest balance. But when your phone is nowhere near you or when your phone's in your pocket, it doesn't matter. When you're standing at the service station and he says, you know, $20, uh, you say, I'll pay by tap and go, thanks, and you point at the machine, and he's waiting for you to pull out your card, you reach out, you put your wrist on the terminal, it goes beep, and let me give you a gold plate to guarantee the bloke behind the counter will go, oh, my God, it's awesome. <laughs> He might pull out the shotgun and think you're trying to rip him off. <laughs> That's <amazing>. But <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I think that, this is a great concept because you, you, you've got to think that everyone was talking about when, when we were trying making payments with our smartphones, it was, okay, you don't need to take your wallet out of your pocket now. Mm. Now we've moved on to another, another level of this where you don't even have to take your phone out of your pocket now. So wallet, phone, stay in it. You can just wave and your look, wrist. It's, it's not uh, for every day, I'll be honest, because there's times when it's actually like when when you go to the um, well, let's say you, you went to a fast food drive-through. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I'm a, I'm assuming they don't hand the terminal out to you often, so you can't reach, you can't don't take your watch off and give it to the lady to pay. 
which you yeah. might do with your card. But let me give you an example, Stephen. A real-life example is Stephen takes Ziggy and Zaggy for a walk every morning. Uh, yeah. You go for a lovely walk. Uh, you don't have any morning meetings, so you're taking your time. You don't want to take your wallet. You don't want to take your phone. They're weighing you down. You just want to enjoy the, enjoy the sun. But you do want a coffee, a latte on the way home because you're a latte-sipping eastern yeah. suburbs boy. <laughs> <clears throat> now, what you've got is your watch on. You go to the cafe and you say, yeah, latte, thanks. Boom, beep, and you've paid. No wallet, no phone. Fantastic. Dunsky. Yeah. So Look, it's it, a simple it, thing. It's a prototype. It's a concept. Yeah. I think they want to gauge public opinion, and then they'll maybe come out with some products well, later in the year. You think about what's coming, though. There was a number of smartwatches, the, the LG Urbane, the, the Huawei watch. They were yeah. all out there. Alcatel got a watch coming. Everyone's got a watch coming out. Mm. Then I, I think then this has got legs. This concept, there's going to be plenty of devices out there. And, of course, I was going to say, there's Apple a little, Watch. <laughs> there's a little company Apple called Pay. Apple doing it as well. Yeah, of course. Apple Pay will be better. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be able to – you'll be able to use that through Apple Watch as that well. Is correct, so yes. there's going to be a lot of wrist-waving over some payment terminals in 2015, I'd say. All right. All right, well, that's enough talk of risk raving. It's uh, it's digressing heavily. <laughs> so uh, check it out. I've put some photos up at Sir Stephen, uh, eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. And if you want to see it in action, I think I did a maybe a Twitter or an Instagram video where I actually you know paid for a, a Coke and a vending machine. It might have been a water at a vending machine um, with, with my wrist. So very simple, very fun, and uh, interesting times from Optus in uh, cash by Optus via your watch. Stephen, a couple of very interesting products. Um, in fact, both of them share a trait in their they do. expandable capabilities or expansion uh, features. So the first one is the Moshi iLinks 3.0 because it's a 3.0 USB-enabled hub. That's right. But it's not just any old hub. Uh, the Moshi make really good accessories for your computer, your mobile, mobile devices as well. Uh, now, what this does, it puts... Four USB 3 uh, USB ports on your desk. Uh, so there's a cable out the back. So you sacrifice one USB connection to your PC or Mac, and you get four off the front. And not only do they sync your devices and transfer data very quickly, up to five gigabits per second, they can also charge your devices as well. This has its own power supply. So even with the computer turned off, it will still work. Ah. Now... What you could also do with this is take it away with you as a travel adapter because all it needs is a connection to a PowerPoint to power and all of those USB ports are then suddenly USB chargers. Now, they can charge your smartphone, your e-readers, your wearables and your tablets. The one on the, the port on the far right has up to 10 watts output so it can charge a, a ta- an iPad or another other Android tablet as well. Uh, so it, it's a handy little product from Moshi uh, available now through JB Hi-Fi and priced at $99.99. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. And as I said, uh, another similar vein product, uh, a power board, but this is not a board. This is a the power board reinvented. The power cube, which, as its name suggests, uh, is a cube, funny enough. Uh, it has four, uh, char- so four power sockets, as well as two USB sockets. I understand there's also one without the USB, so there's actually five uh, inputs for four, five power points as well. Now, you think about a power board. They're long. They're cumbersome. They're sometimes when you've got, uh, you know, sometimes with those big plugs, you know, the, the, mm. power, the power supply with the plug built into it, and it takes up half the room of the plug next to it. 
on a power board, which yep. which renders that plug useless. So you can't use that one. You've got to use another one along. So it's one wasted. You don't have that trouble with the power cube because each power point has its own side of the cube. And the cube is as big as a Rubik's Cube. In fact, there's a photo on Tech Guide of a Rubik's Cube next to the Power Cube, and they're almost, the Power Cube is slightly larger. Because people don't know, Stephen, you're a Rubik's Cube world champion. That's right. I was uh, did a lot of Rubik's Cube solving uh, <laughs> while I was at school. I used to charge my uh, my fellow students to solve their Rubik's Cubes for them at lunchtime. Was <laughs> entrepreneur even at school. But anyway, we digress. There's a one and a half meter cord coming out of one side. So rather than you having this big long board, this shape, the shape of the power cube is very handy because you can also mount it under your desk. The downside of that is that the bracket actually clicks into one of the sides where there's a power point. So you lose one of the power points, uh, but you can mount it under your desk. I've, I've got a picture on Tech Guide of the, the, the uh, option of doing that to sort of puts that power right underneath your desktop. Very handy. Uh, it's available now from Officeworks and Dick Smith uh, and priced at only twenty nine ninety five. And mm. my review on Tech Guide is going crazy. People are really responding to this new device. Uh, it solves a problem for them, helps them get all their power, all their cords without these these cumbersome power boards. Power Cube available in a couple of colours too. I think it's red and grey and white. Uh, red and white and grey and white at twenty nine ninety five, which I think is very reasonable. Officeworks and Dick Smith. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Dan Lane. We'll be back again in just a few days, really. Um, mid next week for episode 199. I don't know, Stephen. We're getting closer. We've got to think of something. We still have no plans. <laughs> By the way, people, we're pretty useless when it comes to planning anything. So um, <laughs> if you're an event planner and wanted to take it off our hands, do get in touch. Yes, uh, please. But you can tweet us at Stephen Fennick and at Trevor Long. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag to have some fun and have a chat about anything you hear, anything you like, anything you want to say about technology. Stephen, lovely to have your company um, for the second time this week, the first time publicly. And um, we shall talk again <laughs> next week. Likewise, Trevor, and uh, for once, the second version was a lot better. (laughs) See you next week, everyone. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.